0: Welcome to new Lights On podcast. If you like what you hear, please tap into your generosity, rate us five star, and share. My name is Mitra Manesh. I'm a mindfulness storyteller and educator. I teach at UCLA's Mindful Awareness Research Center at Semmel Institute for Neuroscience and Human Behavior. I'm the founder of InnerMap Mindfulness App, And I've also been privately coaching many knowns and unknowns of the world, helping them to live, love, and lead more mindfully at home and at work for the past 35 years. I'm so excited to share with all of you real moments, real questions, real answers, and real stories that happen in my day-to-day life during teaching, coaching and other interactions. Some episodes are directly recorded at location and some recorded in my studio. Lights on podcast was born to shed light on the challenges and magic we share in life. Some topics may be a bit more challenging than others, but I hope I can spark curiosity, compassion and growth in each of your lives. And maybe even coach you in how to navigate things with a bit more ease and peace. This episode is about finding your compassionate and adult voice that doesn't have a hidden agenda when you communicate, especially with your family members, but really anywhere, at home, at work, anywhere. So the question was, what do I do when I get activated by family members? What should I say and how should I act? And here's the episode. Enjoy. Let me just say what happened. So we realized that this role that either has been given to us or we have adopted to it, whatever it is, is creating certain feelings and emotions and that feeling and emotion or feelings and emotions are creating a voice. And then that voice becomes our main voice. And that's the difficulty between a family member and, and us. Because that voice is a challenging voice and usually doesn't change. You can almost predict what's going to happen for the next get-together of dinner, lunch, or whatever it is that you do together. It's almost predictable. It's just a matter of time. It's just like, you know, by five more minutes, we'll have something happening. And that's the familiar aspect of family that is a problem. Because we get to these patterns, to these voices, and we do not understand that this voice is part of the problem. And uh, it's just like any unhealthy thing. It needs more. Hmm? So if you're eating healthy food, when you're full, you stop. But if I'm addicted to something, I cannot stop. That's That's a sign of an unhealthy thing. I drink or I smoke or I eat sweets until I drop because it's unhealthy thing comes with an unhealthy behavior. But if I'm aware and eating healthy food, I probably notice when I'm full and I can stop. So there's an end to it. But for unhealthy behavior, there's no end. Why am I saying that? I'm saying that because then when you start speaking in that unhealthy voice, and as you saw, most of us, and some were negotiable, but for most of us, we have on autopilot, without consciousness, a voice that is not a healthy voice. And the more we speak with that voice, the more we speak with that voice. It's very interesting. And it's like somebody comes to this setting of family and they see it right away. But we, with all of our intelligence and all the things we know, we don't hear that voice. We don't realize that part of the problem is this dance between us and our loved ones. And the music is not changing. It actually is getting worse and worse. And our voices is getting louder and louder. So we believe... So, English is my second language. When people think you don't understand, they start shouting at you. Uh, they think if they just shout a word, I will, like, suddenly my English will improve. We do the same thing when we talk to our family members. We think if I just shout loud enough and tell you long enough, you will get it. The problem is not that. The problem is that this doesn't work. This dance of, of words between us which has a really bad music, the problem is the music. And the music is basically control. The music is telling you off. Music is punishing you. Music is making you feel guilty so that you know how bad I have it. So maybe I can control you to do something or I can force you to do something. So let's now, we talked about all the bad things. Let's talk about, let's get curious about how does an adult, compassionate voice sound like? How does it sound like? I wonder. If I was going to tell my loved one, my mother, my child, my brother, my in-law, whoever they are, something, and I was present to my compassionate adult voice, how would I speak? How would I say things? Softer, in a softer tone. mm mm-hmm. And you would position yourself to where you're open to receive. Okay, soft, open, agendaless. Yes. That's the first thing. You can tell when people have an agenda. I remember when I used to be younger, my mother didn't agree with what I was wearing. She was too smart, she never argued with me. She would say, Wouldn't you be cold if you wore that? That means it's too open. That that was the that was a code word. Won't you be cold? And I say, no mom, I'm fine, I never get cold. But like it looks like you're gonna get they say it's really, really cold tonight. So there's agenda. There's an agenda. And you know, people smell agenda, especially young people. They can smell agenda. How was your trip? How's your friend? It's not curiosity. It's really saying, I don't approve of your friend. I didn't like the fact you did And And people know when there is an agenda. You know, it, like these sales calls, they call and say, good morning, how are you? And I say, no. <laughs> and they say, like, I haven't said. I said, you sound too good to be true. You probably want to sell something to me. And it's like that. Children understand when you have an agenda. You want to sell something, exactly like salespeople. You want to sell under the name of happiness and protection and and good behavior and all of that, but you're selling something. We do that with other people too, not our children. So let's go to a compassionate adult voice. How do I say something that I want to say that is really difficult for me? I want to say, you know, I really got upset when you did that and I don't like it and I don't want you to ever do that again. How do I say that with a compassionate voice? Any ideas? (laughs) Okay. Let me just start. Sorry, that was... Did you raise your hand? Empathy. Empathy. Thank you. Yes. Empathy. Understanding. So, but before we get to empathy, which is, by the way, a great place to, to go to, is to let me just even understand what the problem is because what we do is we go, instead of expressing what the problem is, we go immediately to accusation and, and finger pointing. So I don't know, I'm, I always use example of, say, I have somebody that always comes late. Okay, And I want to tell them, then, you're coming late. You know, you, Every time you come, you come late. So if I started by saying, do you know you always come late? They're, I lost it right there. You know, why? Because that's an admonishing voice. And you may say, but that's true. They come late. True, they come late, but the voice that I picked was a voice that says, bad person. And immediately when you attack, what happens? People go into? Defense. Normal survival. Of course I'm going to be defensive. And I'm going to find the time that you were late, and I'm going to say, but do you remember last week? What about you? And then it becomes a battle. So how do I say that? Well, an option is, yes? You could let them know how it doesn't serve them well, like, they're, that they're, oh, 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 like she, the person might not be getting the full value of her time with you because she's missing five or ten minutes at the time. So make it that they're Remember missing. the assumption was I cannot change anybody, including people who think they've come to listen to me? Mm-hmm. Cannot change. I have no romantic idea about changing people but I can always say what happens for me and what I want from them. So the first thing I can say is, you realize we start our meetings late usually. Did you hear? There's no sensitivity. I didn't say whose fault it was. It's a factual observation. We usually start our meetings late. We usually arrive at the party late. You can say it applied to any situation. So the next thing is how I feel. You see, you keep going out. I keep grabbing you and bringing you back here. How I feel. What's happening here? I feel, I feel really anxious when that happens, especially if I'm back to back. I feel anxious. So we start, we usually start our meetings late. I feel anxious. So whenever we have a feeling that is challenging, there is an unmet need underneath it. What is the need that I have? It depends on what the situation is. But what I need is a schedule that I can count on. So you see, I've talked about a lot of things. I haven't even mentioned to this person yet. We start our meetings late. I feel anxious when that happens. I need to have a clean schedule so there's no defense happening. There's no attack happening. And now I can put a request out. And we usually manipulate the request, but let's talk about that. So my request to you is to do your best to show up on time. And if you don't, that's fine. Just know that we will finish exactly the same time that we're supposed to. Simple. Let's start. That's all I can do. I can only do what I can do, which is, you can come 20 minutes to the end of your appointment. We're going to finish. And then I have to be consistent. That's the key. Because if I say that and then I go for two hours, I'm not showing them. I'm just telling them. So the, you don't even need to follow this. So fact, feeling, need, request. Fact, feeling, need, request. And all those three are all yours. People use the need to put an order in. So I say, what is your need? They say, what I need is for you to come and do these things for me. That's not a need. A need is something that only pertains to you and only you. Need and request. Fact is what happened. Feeling is my feeling, need is my need, and request. And remember, I called it request, not an order, not a demand, a request. You may or may not do it, but I know I can always do at my end. I can always say, sorry, I have to go. I can always get up and do something, or at least take some action that says I have done my part to take care of myself. Hope this episode answered the question or two for you or provoked and inspired questions in you. I'm so grateful you showed up and listened up. Until the next time, be well and stay curious.